0: Everybody wants a dashboard and no one understands how to read a dashboard. So we all make the pretty dashboard because everybody wants it to make them feel innovative and then no one uses it because they still want to export it into Excel. And then when you try to do that, your data is everywhere because you know what, we're trying to use a different tool for this. We're trying to use a different tool for that. And it's our data is somewhere else. So you got to bring it in, you know, and then you're, you know, but then you need to try to feel like you're innovative. So you go get another tool and you're going to get another tool. To have good data, you have to be consistent and you have to govern it. But then to be consistent, you can't keep jumping to the next thing.
1: Welcome to Build Different, a podcast featuring teams, technology, and trendsetters who are changing the way that we build.
2: I'm Grant Hagan. And I'm Brian Misereta. And we welcome you to join a community obsessed with questioning the status quo, creating cultures of innovation, and equipping everyone with powerful
1: tools to quite simply build Different. Well, welcome back to the Built Different podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grant Hagan. Thank you all so much for tuning in with us here for episode 11. We are so close to the finish line here for season two. We have one more episode after this and a really fun reunion episode, which we look forward to uh, bringing everyone back and answering a lot of the questions you guys have had from this season. Uh, but on this episode, uh, we have two great people that are just going to talk about an amazing topic that I think a lot of you guys uh, are really going to be encouraged by. We have Nathan and Chara joining us uh, for this episode really to talk about data Uh, This topic really doesn't get discussed often and really the processes behind data Uh, But we get really excited about talking about this uh, with two just incredible resources from the industry. Uh, We hope that you guys are going to be really encouraged by this conversation and really just to kind of think about data a little bit differently. Uh, I think there's really oftentimes just a challenge of how do you talk about it? What does it look like? uh, And what are best practices around it? And so we get really excited about putting this episode in front of you guys uh, to really learn from two incredible industry experts around this topic. And before we jump in, just want to highlight two quick things. If you haven't seen a resource that we put out a couple weeks ago in our Reality Capture Playbook, we hope that you guys would go over and look at that uh it's just an incredible opportunity for you guys to really get the most out of using our platform on your guys's job site uh so go ahead and just google reality capture playbook by drone deploy i think you'll be really encouraged by that and sharing with your project teams and then second is our user conference which is coming up here in october in denver uh we have just been really excited about the community that we've been building here on built different and we are super pumped about the opportunity to really bring together uh this community in person uh and we think that this user conference is going to be a great opportunity for you to meet uh many of these individuals that have been on here, but also just many of our team uh, that gets really excited about the opportunity to meet with and spend time with you in person. And so be on the lookout for more information in October in Denver uh, for our user conference. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Uh, let's wrap up season two here soon, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Welcome back to the Built Different podcast hosted by Dr. DeFoy and Side. We are joined with Nathan and Chara. Thanks for joining us, fellas. Great to Thanks. be here! Excited Thanks time for me. Yeah, this is going to be some great stuff. Uh, and always joined by the infamous Mr. Brian Visareta. So, fellas, we're going to talk about data. Uh, man, t- what a what a broad and wide topic to touch on. But uh, we're going to break it down. We're going to have some some good conversations just around why it's important, what the value props are, how do we go about to, I mean, all the all the big key indicators, but. Uh before we do that, would love to hear a little bit about your guys' backgrounds, why data as a part of that. And so with that, I'll kick it over to you, Nathan.
3: Awesome. So uh, welcome everyone who uh, does not know me. My name is Nathan Wood. I am executive director of the Construction Progress Coalition, uh, also a consultant with Spectrum AEC. And uh, my background in the industry and yeah. how I met Grant and uh, got in here was with uh, DPR Construction and uh, working in the Bay Area on integrated project delivery and and kind of this direct digital integration, kind of this world is your oyster in, in early 2010 when the only barrier was the technology. And, and <laughs> it seems like, uh, you know, today we we live in this world where everything is cloud-based, everything is mobile, the, the processing speed and the Wi-Fi and all these things are are less of an issue. And what it's really exposing is the fact that we have broken processes and we have bad incentives and we we have bad culture within the industry that that we need to resolve. And so how do we leverage technology in a way that creates systems that improve those behaviors? Um, is is really at the core of Construction Progress Coalition and and what we're trying to do with Common Data Exchange. So uh, excited to talk more about uh, it with uh, Chara and and learn his perspective as as we explore um, how we better communicate um, all this data exchange and data interoperability capabilities um, in a way that industry understands.
1: And I'm going to put a shameless plug in here because you haven't yet. Uh, For the event that you guys put on in February, uh, for folks that are like, hey, that sounds really interesting. Uh, And we'll get to some next steps at the end of this episode, but... Yeah. Talk a little bit about that to kind of preface.
3: Yeah. So actually, Brie and Phil with, with Site were out uh, last February. We were in Denver for a two-day uh, summit. We call it the AEC Integration Summit. It's way back again, February 8th through 10th uh, in Denver. And uh, the, the purpose, again, is a two-day design thinking, which, again, some folks may know that term, some may not. Uh, but think kind of lean, uh, agile, up up on your feet with sticky notes. And, and what we use are actually these uh, magnets uh, that refer to this the data exchange and give us a sort of language for how do we communicate uh, these interoperability best practices? So it's a really fun, fun kind of two-day uh, way to bring together th- those leading technology, those leading industry, uh, to solve these these interoperability pain points. And the construction site topic specifically was around uh, the, this point of uh, validation from a reality capture to what got done. Surprise, surprise! Yeah. And then kind of this this you know huge value prop that comes from the rapid reality capture of 360 and drones of what got done and how do you compare that against your estimate that's based on a work breakdown structure that probably also has a schedule that may have its other wake, work breakdown structure and go on and on and on of the things that we're talked about in the keynote today. And so I think all, all those pain points, if we can really wrap a framework around talking through the mechanics of fixing them that really have nothing to do with technology and everything to do with uh, the people, the data and the process and how that all works together.
1: Man, well said. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there, which we will. If you haven't uh, connected with Nathan on LinkedIn, man, the content that you put out and just some of the stuff that you put out from that event was just really cool just to see people up out of their seats, putting uh, stickies on the board. And, and and I love what you said. It's like not technology related. Like These are process driven things, which we're going to get into a little bit today. But um, yeah, connect with him. There's some great stuff that you put together. Chara, would love to
0: hear a little bit about your background. Tell us a, uh, a little bit about um, sure. how you got to where you're at. Sure. Uh, Chara, I'm Anthony the people call me Chara. I'm the uh, CIO for Consigli Construction Uh, We are um, out of the Northeast mainly, but DC, New York City, Boston, in that area, we do some stuff in the Virgin Islands and and Caribbean and things like that. Uh, I've been there for 11 years. Uh, I've been the CIO for that time. I worked for another large GC before that um, and helping them kind of grow and kind of where before that I worked in technology implementing oracle databases and connecting things and rolling out payrolls and all that kind of stuff i got sucked in the construction industry (laughs) just as an it guy so i i didn't come you know i didn't come from the field to technology i came from technology to this yeah i mean so my perspective has always been a little bit different in the sense that i just listen because i don't know how to build anything i don't i'm not going to you know understand the construction side of it as well as you who's done it so i will listen and i will partner with you so my it process is about partnering field first we support the field and we make sure that they are they are ready and we are not in their way yeah and not in your way is not rolling out software that doesn't work man that isn't ready so those are some of the things that my tenants for things in it amen well buckle up this is going to be this is
1: C- gonna
3: be. Can fun. I ask the first question? Come on, here's, here's <laughs> There Nathan. you go. Flip the script. Again, I can't. This is gonna again, be. Again, awesome. I used to host a podcast. Uh, again, if you can still look at old episodes of Shared Payne's podcast from from back in the day, but it was just too much effort. So kudos to you guys for worth hey, the cussing. Honestly, as you can see, if for those on <laughs> there, video, there
1: is a lot of people behind the scenes. But yes, please ask away.
3: <laughs> uh, so I, I'm very curious. And I, I love your perspective of again technology representing for technology's sake, and then yeah. and operations, and and sort of that that balance. So as a CIO, Chief Innovation Officer, Chief, um, or uh, Chief in, Information, Information Officer. Information. Okay, Information uh, Officer. Right. Um, and so w- how do you balance that role within your organization mm-hmm. between the, the IT side of things and what we call like the operations tech, the IT versus OT? Like, what's your strategy for balancing that?
0: Yeah, so it's all about partnership. We, uh, my goal is to partner with the departments in the areas and, and work with them to make things better work and come up with the best solutions i don't want to be the office of no but i will say no if it doesn't have anything to do with security and other <laughs> things like i have to say no yeah right but at those points i need to be your partner and being a partner is me going in and listening and helping them solve the technology problem and then finding that solution in most cases because i don't want to be a developer right i want to we we're good at building buildings that's what we want to be doing i don't want to be developing software i want to buy the right software when we need it and in, in start using it with my team. So it's all about partnership. You know, I don't want to be leading the charge because I'm not the person in the field. I want them to dictate what they need to do their job and then me help solve the technical problem, whatever that may be. Yeah. Do you, uh, this is kind of a right
1: field question. Yep. Uh, do you think it's a higher value add that you didn't come from the industry of construction? Or do you find yourself at times... Um,
0: kind of wishing that you did so i think at, at first i i thought that because you know my goal was like let me solve you build a building and i'll solve the technical problem yeah. and what i came to realize it has less to do with like where i came from more to do with my approach in our approach and our approach is to listen and understand that you may know something and not just me spouting off all this innovative stuff and saying this is what we're going to do this is how you didn't solve your problem when you might have tried this before and it didn't work culturally, it didn't work for us. It didn't fit what it is. So one of the best lessons I learned was listen to the teams and don't just assume that they didn't try that already. Yep. Don't just assume they don't know because they're not technical. So, you know, they, they, they're more technical than we think we, we they build stuff, right? I, I want to piggyback and
1: almost double click on a, a phrase you use. Cause I, I want you to kind of unpack it a little bit. I use just like four analogies there. <laughs> Unpack the term of support when you say, "Hey, I, I'm i really see myself as a support mechanism for our company." Yeah. How does that? How do you go about that? Yep. What has been some like lessons learned in that? What's worked well? Because, you know, Brian and I both have backgrounds in kind of this VDC world of uh, virtual design and construction, and we too see ourselves as a support, you know, mechanism for the company and projects. But oftentimes people don't see that, or they're like, hey, "I don't want that support," or That support may look different. So I'm curious
0: at at the level that you're at when you think of support, what comes to mind? So the biggest thing for me has always been we've a focus on the field. And to me, the field is everyone in it, because everyone is supporting that construction site, right? So it's all about that construction site. And we're at the end of the day, even though we self perform, we're a people company. So I'm You know, I'm supporting people trying to do this job and in most cases, making sure that this building is being done well in quality and safe when it comes to uh, our subcontractors and what we're managing. So uh, when it comes to um, how we feel about support, it's really being collaborative and being listening and being ready to. So I meet with all the new hires. So my first, I want to meet all the new hires because we've grown so much and I want them to Mm -hmm. know me even though I'm probably not gonna help them with their help desk issues and stuff like that. But I want them to know me and I want them to know I have two tenants. My slide is two, two, two points <laughs> on my slide. One is we don't get in the way. And that means I'm not gonna roll out a software that I don't think works because I know you can still build that building with the pair printed drawings and stuff like that. I want it to be an efficient process. Yeah. And then the second one is if you have a problem, we have a problem. So we are there. When you have an yeah. issue, we are there for you. We're not there to say, what did you do? What did you click on? We're there. What do you need and how do I help you get by this? Yeah. So, do you ever, do you
1: have a story of when you felt like you were supporting a team or a department and they're like, hey, that, that does not feel like support. Um, I do.
3: His hand. I do, I <laughs> do. I'll let him From, go from, co- so from corporate think. innovation days. Yes. Cause again, yeah, it, the, it's, it can be tough when like, are you job chargeable versus are you an overhead role? Like yeah. it's, that's a big decision when it comes like these yeah. supporting roles is yeah, I need help, but if I, if someone coming to my job site means they're going to j- build my job, then maybe I don't want that to happen. And the, yeah. the business mechanic get in the way of really the best way to support them sometimes.
1: Oh boy. We're getting into
0: some
3: yeah.
1: good
0: stuff here. Yeah. I mean, so we've, I've tried to build the culture at our company. If you need it to build that job well, then we use it, yeah. whatever it is from support, from an IT perspective, somebody at the site or whatever, if we have to, as a company, eat those costs to be safe, to be, deliver quality, to get that job done on time. We don't focus on what that we focus on doing the job well and doing it in a quality way and doing it in a safe way before I'm going to, I don't have to worry about that because I'm going to be smart about it and not just waste the money and waste the time. But, um, we've built the culture now at our company that if it's, if it's the right thing to do, we do it no matter the cost of. Of, of the job.
3: Well, and that's back the whole point, the theme of the conversation is data. And yeah. the, at the end of the day, it is all about capturing the data. And as you've just very eloquently laid out, the, the empathy for the field and, and kind of understanding if if we don't make it as easy as possible for them to give us that data, then that's on us. Right. And, and that, that's how we move forward is that, yeah, like we're struggling to get the data because it is hard and it takes people, you know, more often than not doing more work. And so more yeah. times you can figure out how to actually create less work and give you the data is that win-win
0: and that's and that's a lot in what i talk about we don't get in the way meaning that if i'm going to roll something out i'm going to make sure you've been trained on it that you have the support you need that it's going to work and we've tested it thoroughly and we're going to give it to you in a way that it's not going to have you have to stop and do rework right Mm. not just rework as as it relates to quality but rework as in like I've entered all these documents. Now I got to do it again because this system wasn't as innovative as we thought. Go for it, Brad. I was, was going to
2: say just, so for a little context, you know, Chara was my boss's boss's boss once upon a time uh, when I was at Consigli. And some of my earliest lessons I learned from you was about data at a time where I was more focused on how this tool actually is going to be used in the field as opposed to what's the long-term implementation play down here? How is this actually going to affect us at an executive bottom line strategy, right? And one of the things I remember you profoundly telling me, I don't know if you remember this, but being able to work with data is not necessarily the problem. It's the governance of how we are getting the data and making mm. sure that data is coming in consistently, right? Like, so for example, with, when we rolled out Struction Site and we looked at how the photos were all pinned to a floor plan in the same sort of organization as opposed to, one project could put it in a photos folder and organize it by floor. One could organize it by phase, right? Like, I'd want to talk a little more about that.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a perfect understanding of where data fails, right? It fails where I buy this pretty reporting tool, I get this nice data warehouse, and no one's entering it in a consistent way. All of a sudden, you're in, they skip the process, they forget to put it in. So we tried to do over the years, what we tried to be good at when it data is good at collecting it and making sure it was accurate. Before I can even give you a nice KPI, I have to make sure that the flow of that data coming in is governed and is accurate, right? So simple things like we did with, when we first rolled out Procore, we did some reporting where we said, Hey, send me a weekly report from the APIs that says some daily report was done on this job. And count how many days there was a daily report no one knows if the daily report was done well but we at least knew that the daily report wasn't being done or was being done each day and that was going right to our general supers who managed those things and one of the things about a daily report is and the only way it was accurate is if there was manpower put in right so someone's there so someone's there there should be a daily report and that started us now where we can start looking at that data because it's people were putting it in instead of having to look back and say, Hey, you didn't put your daily report in. And we did some interesting things with safety when it came to our safety, the way we do safety scores. And we looked at when some of our safety scores maybe dipped a little based on paperwork it was when the new super was entering into a job. Cause they're so focused on learning the job that their paper. So this job was safe, but some paperwork was missing. So we ding them cause we we're very hard on you when it comes to safety. So we, yeah. we looked at that and it was able to tell us, Hey, Maybe we've got to do a better job of when we introduce new super to a site, giving them the tools to be successful. Yeah. I'm curious too, uh,
1: the company I came from, uh, had a person in a role of analytics Yep. and, and are you seeing that as a continued trend? You can imagine that, I mean, we're talking about data on a podcast, so it obviously has a lot, but like <laughs> someone managing that as a process. Like, is that something that you're seeing more and more of, I guess, or maybe a better question is like, how are you guys doing that at Consigli? Is that like a team, a person, a
0: department? It's a team. It's a team effort. And we're, we're using consultants, uh, to help us with, with the, the process, um, of connecting our data from the source, following it through and having it land in our data lake at the intervals in the type of data we want. Um, and we're. We're picking and choosing right now a lot of the data. We're pulling a lot of it, but we're trying to say what, what's it the most impactful data for us? Yeah. Um, and what's the schedule and how do we want to be able to analyze that? Because you got to know what you want to do with it as you collect it and make sure it's coming. And you got to make sure it's accurate yeah. and you got to make sure it's coming at a good pace. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right, to right field this question here
1: just out of curiosity. Why don't we talk about data more? Like, like well, what? because we haven't been hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fair. That is very fair. Yeah. But like why 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 don't you think data gets the attention that it should? Because it's like, hey, here's the reality. I I can go put a progress report, a nice dashboard in front of anybody and they'd be like, it's great. I love this. Wow. But they have no context into yeah. dirty data if it's been governed, if it like has its or like why is that gap so big that it's just become to a point that it's like, well, I just, I just don't
0: really care. Just give me my report. I, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I have many opinions on this, and they, they may they may or may not be what people want to hear. <laughs> one is no one, dashboards are crap. Everybody wants a dashboard, and no one understands how to read a dashboard. So we all make the pretty dashboard because everybody wants it to make them feel innovative, and then no one uses it. Cause they still want to export it into Excel. They want to PDF it and stuff like that. So how do we make good analytical reports? And then when you try to do that, your data is everywhere because you know what, we're trying to use a different tool for this. We're trying to use a different tool for that. And it's, our data is somewhere yeah. else. So you got to bring it in, you know, and then you're, you know, but then you need to try to feel like you're innovative. So you go get another tool and you're yeah. going to get another tool. And you, and then there's another reporting tool. There's another dashboard. There's another data. There's so much of it that it's tough to be, cons- you to have good data, you have to be consistent and you have to govern it. But then to be consistent, you can't keep jumping to the next thing, mm. right? And trying to chase that next, next, next too So everyone's doing it. It's like BIM in the old days, right? Everyone was doing BIM. No one's really doing it, right? We, mm. we did it. Some guy would put something together and then wasn't really helping. Wasn't until we started clash detecting. So we started doing the, that stuff to make it actually be worth what we were spending on yeah. it. Now, we're, that's where we are with data. We're in that, that infancy stage where everybody wants to do AI and predictive analytics. But they don't even have the data to predict anything. They're not collecting it in a good way. They're still trying to write a good project report today. They're still trying to have a good project report, most come, but they may have a, they'll have a data scientist, they'll have a bunch of stuff yeah. like that. So uh, I, I think I, that's a great. i for everybody. No, no, so, no, no. no, no, no. I, and I have a weird, very strong opinion.
2: No, that's that's why I wanted you on here because <laughs> we need strong opinions. I'm holding back so hard. <laughs> Go, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's a good segue, right? Like having multiple tools, your data is structured in a different way. Drone Deploy acquire, structure, site. As far as reality capture, you know, people are like, oh, that's great. You know, I have to buy less tools, but now it's more about like when we start thinking about future planning, about how we're going to use this data for Lessons learned, looking retroactively, challenging, I guess, scheduling. I don't want to have to export my drone data and my interior
3: 360 data. It's the less areas I need to look, the better it's going to be. Well, and here's an even higher level question uh, for Chara: is uh, who should own the single source of reality capture truth? Like, let's say we live in this utopia where it is all coming into one place. Yep is the GC the best person to listen? Is it the owner? Does it so transition own, over time? Like you what's know, your, what's again, your opinion?
0: The GC owns the as built and stuff like that. As it is, we own the drawings, we own, you know, the warranties in most cases. So it's, it's good to start there, but it has to be an easy transition to the owner and to the occupying, the the people that are going to manage that building to manage that world. And that's where that whole problem with the digital twin comes into play too. Right. Um, that turnover of documentation, that turnover of the building, we're still there, but in that time, we should own it, and then have an easy ability to turn that over. Yeah. Right. Give that, give that over to the client that's gonna then run and manage the building. Drop that mic. Boom. Yeah. I was gonna say that. Did I say too much? I
3: don't know. <laughs> no. No. You no, laid it out perfectly.
2: And
0: then, yeah. I mean, and then as far as the, the nice synergy that you get with now structure site and drone deploy, which we owns both products independently, you know, before, you know, um, the things that I liked about both products is they did things, they, they, they started simple, you know, capture the drawings in an easy way make it easily flow up when you take a picture of those drawings, the drone, you know, the drone footage and stuff like that, they focused on that. They didn't, you're starting now to, to build and connect and then be able to recognize hopefully it's, you know, the, the point of like where we are in the, in the, uh, schedule, how yeah. much has work's been put in place and stuff like that. But what we were just trying to do is capture photos in an easy way. And the mm-hmm. instruction site made it that that's why we went with it and, and, and drone deploy made yeah. that, that, that exterior flight we're, we're much not, better.
2: Well, I mean, honestly, like you're right though, right? Like too quickly do people get hung up on all these features and think that's really the selling point. Yeah. When I was going out to the field, I pitched it as simple as, we allow you to pin 360 photos to floor plans. And people were like, great. Yep. Right. I'm good with that. Right. Like, oh, like you can integrate to BIM. You can do this. And then you you do this horse and pony show and then you lose interest pretty quickly because the why there gets lost in translation the further you go in.
1: Yeah. I want to go back to a comment you made, Chara, that I just think resonates with a lot of people is. Uh, we talked a little bit about the gap, right? Of like where we hope to be and where we actually are. Um, you know, I, I think conversations of can't predict what you haven't captured. Right. I mean, that, that, that's some truth right there. And I think the, the challenge of it too, is, um, how do we on the tech side of it help in that bigger narrative? Like ultimately that's a, a process down at a construction company level, right? But we can help in certain ways. And Nathan, I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts too. Yeah, I'm ready. What's our side of it on the tech's responsibility in consistent, easy, repeatable, scalable, like besides all the buzz stuff, like make it easy, make it tip, like Like what, what are kind of the more nitty gritty responsibilities that we have on the tech side to help make the data clean, reportable, scalable, you know, analyzed, all that kind of stuff. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the barriers of entry, right? The barriers of doing stuff like we face on on the field level, getting our subcontractors to be able to enter information so that it's easy for us to collect it instead of coming through an email, coming through a printed documents, filling stuff out. So that barrier of entry mm-hmm. has whatever we do in that collection process has to be efficient and easy, but it has to be solving a problem along the way because at the end of the day, we have to build this building. So if you're not helping with that process, yeah. And you're doing something that's going to be great someday. Well, that's great. Then I need to build this building and I need to get it done quickly, safely and yeah. with, with quality. So it's, it's balanced the balance between innovation and getting the job done. So the techs, it, it's gotta be a partnership, right? The tech, the tech spaces has to understand, like, it has to be worth our while. Like we're, we're, you know, we're some, from a cost perspective too, you know, where, you know, things aren't getting cheaper in the world and, and trying to build these buildings and we're still squeezing that same nickel out of the job to just to get it done well. Yeah. Like, you know I mean? And now on top of that, we're trying to be innovative and technically savvy. Yeah. So it's like, it's the, the ever present and still deliver a good product to our clients, yeah. you, know, on, you know, on budget. So. I want to get
1: uh, a couple of your guys' thoughts on kind of uh, Droneploy's pillars of reality capture kind mm-hmm. of where we see um, that going in the future. And the three are pretty, pretty basic. It's unification, right? Ground and air should probably live together. Uh, and, and it's kind of in this order. So I'll kind of go, so unification, uh, automation, right? we got to find ways to remove the dirty, dangerous, and dull parts of the project to capture. And then the last part's intelligent. And I think what's interesting about uh, the conversation that we've had is we we've been talking about the intelligent part and where we want to go and why that's so important and the value that comes from it. But I really think those... Two others have to go in that order, right? You have to unify it to come into these same platform, and then once it is unified, if you can automate the dull, dirty, and dangerous parts of it, hey, let's do that. Let's find a way to make that uh, easy and scalable and, and within reason, and then you can start to get that. To me, is kind of the governance governance part of it that
2: we've been talking about. I mean, but go, but not only to that, right? So Anthony is talking, Chara is talking about the intelligent part now, but people see that and get excited, but they don't see the four or five years of getting these processes in place that have been happening, especially when I was there, right? Like 360 photos have to get taken and that has to become a standard. And then you can start thinking about right. the intelligent part down the line. People get excited about where it the future, not necessarily need to realize that there's still a lot of work to be done to even get to a point even close for you to be able to get something readable out of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well said. I'm curious about your guys' thoughts on those. I mean, unification is always hard, you know what I mean? Especially, you know, for us where we, you know, um, I don't know if your point was, you know, different tools are being used by maybe different people on the job. The client want want, want us to use their tool because yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they've got an investment exactly. in it. Yeah. Uh, I, For years, my joke was everyone... Collaborative, collaborative software is great, but everyone has one. Same thing with standards, right? So standards saying, are great, because so everyone's got their own. I think, of that. I think your progression for, I think my progression in my mind for instruction site in drone deploy is that unification together, taking it to that other port where you're getting to your the intelligence of your your pillars, and then really the focus is on safety. Efficiencies, you know like you want to be able to those are the things you want to be able to do like how do how do i make things safe how do i get us more efficient how do i you know like by it telling me where we are in the work breakdown structure what what processes are left did we complete the things is there something in there that's going to worry me about safety even though i don't really see it you know i mean can it see it for me because i missed it like you know taking the human making more intelligent because that's when it's going to be Really effective, you know. Right now, it's it works well. It does the job for what it? Is, but is it? How is it moving the needle for us? And how is it making us better? We it's all about trying to make us better, better builders, yeah. better you know, all that kind of stuff.
1: I'm curious, Nathan. I know you got some blazing questions you're gonna fire at us uh, at us here in a little bit. Oh yeah, but I, I, I do have a couple. Yes, more, I have a couple <laughs> more. Like, what um, what do you guys feel like is the like lowest common denominator for? challenges of data collection right now like what what's the thing that you see across either your teams departments or companies Nathan in your role like what what seems to be the thing that bubbles up the most to prevent quality data capturing
3: uh so this will be a plug for the National Institute of Building Sciences NIBS uh so they they, uh, Rachel Riapel leads the BIM Council um there and a recent focus, and I think a real leverage point that we can take advantage of is cybersecurity and this rise in the threat of cybersecurity. Yet at the same time, this need for bin collaboration hmm. and sort of taking this—I mean, as as Charlie you perfectly laid out—it's it, not a perfect answer, but we have to figure out the balance between the two. Yep. And so the fact that that is happening at a, a national, at a governmental, you know, in DC level is our cool staff. So I think it's it's encouraging for those of us that have been doing this for a decade just you know pounding your head against the wall wondering why it's not working and and the answer is this interoperability that uh, you know uh, rivets and the quick bases and the agaves and the others of the world are are working on yeah um but it it takes smart folks uh, at consigli and and others to actually do something with them and then realize that you can only control your environment and every time you enter a project you're gonna have to enter other environments and that that's a whole nother discussion that we're not even ready most companies aren't ready to have yet they're still having the consigli conversation but hopefully we can get enough consiglies and dpr constructions and Bex and others you know together um to uh to have these conversations um and, and move move the industry forward
0: yeah thoughts of that Tro? yeah i mean again data in itself uh, is difficult for every construction company because no matter what you what job you walk onto, there's this four or five software is on there your scheduling software your pm software your accounting software and all of them are in different stages of existence in, in maturity when it comes to their APIs, when it comes to their structure, when it comes to their ability to be secure and not secure outside of firewalls, inside of firewalls, like, all those things matter and all that data matters to us to, to eventually make us better, right? You know, we're using some of it, we're getting, we're pulling it into our data warehouses, we're trying to grab it and get it in there. And then, then you're still facing the problem of our people entering it in consistently right? You've got large jobs that yeah. move at a slower pace and have more steps in say the approval process of a change. And then you have small jobs that all the whole approval process for that change was on a phone call. And then you just went right to the change order approval. Yeah. The whole s- w- workflow or, or movement of that estimate to the, to the final change is sometimes mostly lost because the job's too fast right. and too quick, right? So you have different types of jobs, different structures, different things. So there's all these different things that make it very difficult.
1: I got one more question and then I'll pass it over. If you have any, questions. I mean, do I you? don't
3: think I do. I think, I think we <laughs> answered all of them. Yeah, the, the question. That's I it. Have,
1: We're done. Boom. That's <laughs> it. Uh, drop it. Uh, the question I have for you, and maybe this is a wrap up question or kind of a, a final bow on the, on the present here, but for the folks that are listening that are like, Hey, yeah, I get it. I know. I think, I, and I like your kind of analogy to like kind of global warming ish of like, hey, it's so big and so ambiguous or so kind of topical. G- give me a kind of short summary of why. Like, why is this topic so important
3: and why should more people be talking about it? I mean, I, I think anytime people are frustrated with the overwhelming number of apps and technology, the reason they're frustrated is because they're being forced to use someone else's app. Like if we just had APIs and we had interoperability, we had all this connectedness, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It would, well, Chara maybe, because yeah. that would be his world, but or, or at least on yeah. the kind of ET, IT interoperability side, but for the user, for the, the field, it would be just, you use Procore, you use you know, whatever your app is, or, or, or even like how many of your daily activities can you do inside of a Struction site app that still records things in Procore, and, and you may only use Struction site because that just happens to be your favorite tool to use. But the GC is still a Procore database system. And so it's the difference between a Consigli system of record and a project's accommodating environment that your translations is in that go-between between right. the accommodating environment and your system of record. Yeah. And that that's something that we'll have to you know pretty much set up. It'll be easier each time we do it, right. but the beginning, it's going to be hard. And that's mm-hmm. like, we're, we're feeling the pains of that frustration yeah. right now.
0: Yeah. Well said. Sure. Well, I don't want to kick us to a whole other topic, but my opinion on data and why it's important in our world, is it's it should in, in, in my want for it is to solve the problems we have. The problems we have are workforce and labor, right? And those problems aren't that maybe that there's not enough people to do it, there's not enough experience to do it. So data can help you bring experience to people who's a brand new PE and they've got to make a change request to a sub. They could get this history of how this sub answers those change requests. And all that knowledge that some other senior person would have in their head is at their fingertips. That's the data I want to be able to bring to people's fingertips. That's the data that's going to help us be safer. That's the data that's going to help us deliver quality. So data, why it's so important is because it can make a huge impact on our industry if we can get it right, if we can make it connectable and unified and make it work, but it can solve a lot of the problems we're facing today. Um, with all that stuff, it brings experience, safety, quality, all that stuff can be brought by good data and and, and delivered in an efficient way. I'm going to make
1: my last analogy and I'm prepping my applause because I think this is a good one. Data is kind of the bridge, right? It's the bridge that's going to connect all these different gaps. Maybe I'm not going to hit my applause because you guys didn't see that as a good one, but Mm -hmm. it it really is. Yeah. Like it it, it is going to bridge the gaps of these things that are important. It can't. It, it can. It can. It, it can. It, that's and again, it's, the it's road one to leg to it, of the
0: stool. Right. The road to it, the road to it is 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 a difficult one, and it yeah. needs. There's going to be a lot of people that have to come together to yeah. make to make it work, and everyone's going to be trying to solve it. Yeah. Right. Show me your pain points and show me the data that's
1: probably going to be helpful as a part of solving that pain. Yeah. Yep. Well said, fellas. This is great. Super fun to talk through some of the stuff. Uh, I know a lot of the folks that are listening. Um, can relate to a lot of these conversations, a lot of these thoughts, a lot of these kind of um, things that we've been talking about. And so appreciate the time. Super fun. Thanks again. It's really fun. Great stuff. Thanks for joining us on the Built Different podcast. We will see you on the next episode. Make sure to subscribe to Built Different on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Let's build this community together.